the person who was assigned to take care of me betrayed my trust and sexually abused me. The Lord did not lead me during those times, but worked it out so that I could attend a good news club in my community center. And it was at that good news club that I heard that Jesus loved me. Thank you, Jesus. And that I could ask him to come into my heart. <laughs> and that's what I did. So when I could not talk to anyone else about what was happening to me, which I really didn't understand, but I knew that it was not right, but I didn't even have a word for it. Mm -hmm. I was just seven. Jesus. So this went on for three years, and then the person that abused me moved away from where he was living, but the abuse inside of me did not stop. <laughs> I was no longer an innocent child, full of wonder, now I was a troubled child that was very sad. And I didn't have anyone that I could communicate that to but Jesus. And he became my very best friend. Thank you, Lord. And I talked to him, and I told him how I felt when I couldn't tell anyone else what was going on inside of me. But in my head, I knew that God loved me. But in my heart, I could not really understand why he would let that happen to me, if he really loved me. And I was filled with shame, fear, anger, and bitterness. But I was still God's little lamb. <laughs> and he had not forsaken me. He did not want that to happen to me. And he would not stop until those broken places were filled with himself. At the age of 13, at a Youth of Christ club in my high school, a missionary came and she shared with us the need for black missionaries in Africa. Mm. And she said, the Africans say, are there any black Christians in America? Wow. Why don't they come tell us about Jesus? The white ones come, but the black ones don't come. And so it was at this Youth of Christ club that I said, I'll go. <laughs> I said, I'll go and I'll tell the people in Africa that don't yet know you about Jesus. And from that time, that was my whole focus. Everybody that knew me knew that I was going to be a missionary to Africa. Mm -hmm. So after I graduated from high school, I went to Bible school in, in Alberta, Canada, and um, started to working on being a missionary. While I was there, I began to write to this missionary that was in New Guinea. And I met him at Sudan when I was about 13. <laughs> and so we wrote back and forth, and, and by doing that, we realized that the Lord wanted us to be more than just pen pals. So it worked out that when I was graduating from Prairie, he was coming back from New Guinea on furlough, so he came up to, to my graduation in Canada. It just worked out that way. And that summer, we went to Sudan, and we worked as counselors on staff, working with the kids. And that... Um, summer on my birthday we got engaged and then Christmas Day December the 25th which is Christmas Day of course <laughs> we got married and we chose Christmas Day because the Lord had given us a gift 
to, of one another, Aww. and we wanted to give ourselves to the Lord as a gift to Him. We went back to missionary training, and the door totally closed. We never got to New Guinea. And we went back to Tennessee, went back to Sedan Bible Camp. I went back to school, became a teacher, uh, a pastor's wife, had three kids, Rowena, Todd, and Travis, <laughs> had six grandkids, and then the Lord opened the door wide for us to go to Africa. Wow. Wow. My husband and I went to Kenya, and my friend was uh, Kenyan, and she knew my testimony. She said, you have to go to Africa. You have to come. And so we said, oh, yeah, we'll go. We'll go one day. We'll go one of these days. So finally he said, okay, we're going to go. We'll just share it with our friends. Pray. We want to go to Africa. And so we got enough money to buy a ticket, and we went. And when we got back, we were so excited about missions and being on missions with Jesus again. So our pastor at our church said, in the Southern Baptist um, training program, they have this program for adults 50 and older to get to become missionaries mm. and so we applied and so we were able to go to South Africa as missionaries for three years amazing, and amazing. that was a wonderful wonderful experience amazing. we loved it but the Lord began to lead me also down the road of forgiveness um, we were there we came home and we began to get involved in just everyday life again, but my heart was not done with being healed. Mm -hmm. That is a continual journey. While I was in Bible school, I was able to share with a Christian couple about my sexual abuse, abuse the first time I ever told anyone. Mm -hmm. And they were able to really help me, and they loved me, mm -hmm. and they listened. But I still had those shattered places inside of me. Mm. So I would go to support groups and try to get healed. I wanted to do it quickly. I wanted to get it done because I knew <laughs> I was a mess. So I wanted to get it done. So one day I went to the support group and I shared my story and the lady came up to me afterwards and she said, you have to forgive. And I looked at her and I said, I didn't say anything, but I said to myself, what do you mean forgive? I'm the one that was taken advantage of. I was just a little girl. I didn't know what was going on to me, on with me. He needs to, he's the one, he's, he's the one to blame. So there was no forgiveness in my heart. I was the one that was wronged. And the Lord gently led me down the road to show me that without forgiveness, there was no freedom. There's no freedom in him. And the Good Shepherd worked in my heart and showed me how to deal with my anger and unforgiveness, which tormented my soul. God worked it out so I could confront my abuser and tell him what he did to me was wrong. He told me he was wrong, and he did not know why he did it. But I know why he did it. Because it was Satan's plan to destroy me, and he was the one who placed the thought in my abuser's heart that he acted upon. Mm -hmm. Jesus helped me to see my abuser through his eyes, a sinner mm -hmm. needing a savior. Mm -hmm. 
And Jesus gave me a deep burden to call him one day and ask him if he were to die that day, did he know he would go to heaven? And he said that he would not. Wow. But he would like to know how to go to heaven. Thank you, so Jesus. he prayed and he asked Jesus to come into his heart. And that was God. That wasn't yes. me. <laughs> because the Holy Spirit did it. Because the Holy Spirit is the author of forgiveness. Yes. Jesus teaches us how to forgive at the cross. Amen. When he was here on the earth, he told his disciples, you have to forgive 70 whatever, 70 whatever. That many times over. He told them, love your enemies. Forgive those that abuse you. He told them. But when he was on the cross, he showed them. He showed them how to forgive. He said, how? He showed them how to forgive. He showed them who to forgive. And he showed them why we should forgive. And how should we forgive? In Proverbs 4.23 it says, Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. Yes. The heart is who you really are. That's your personality. And that's why the enemy wanted to destroy you in your heart, in your personality. Because everything flows from that. That's right. What you're thinking about yourself, how you respond to people, all of those things. That's your life, your heart. But God wants us to renew our hearts. And the only way we can do that is through his word. Thank you, Jesus. And as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Amen. And in our hearts, if we're broken and wounded, that's what we are. Broken and wounded. Jesus. And God lives in our heart because he is the God that heals us. Thank you, Father. Who are we to forgive? Luke 6, 30 through 36 tells us. But if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Mm -hmm. For even sinners love those who love them. Mm -hmm. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those for whom you hope to receive back, what credit is that to you? For even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much back. But love your enemies. Do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return. And your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High. For he is kind to the unthankful and evil. Therefore, be merciful, just as your Father also is merciful. Thank you, Jesus. Forgiveness is accomplished when I see the abuser with compassion, seeing him as the one who is wounded, confused, sick, sinful, one for whom Christ died. And I will be willing to pray for him that he would be delivered. Thank you, wow. And that he would receive a blessing. Wow. Why? Because Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do or do. We forgive them because they don't know. They don't know what they're doing. Do they know that they really are sinning against God? When they were crucifying Jesus on the cross, they thought they were crucifying him. But they really were sinning against God. And he's the only one that could forgive them. Daily we have to go to the cross. That's the only place we can find our forgiveness. Mm -hmm. 
He's the one that forgives through us. When we forgive, we let go of our quests for revenge. We let go of the anger. We let go of the mental arguments. We let go of our desire to punish. We let go of our right to justice, to have justice. All of that is given up, which has already been done today, <laughs> with the releasing of that to the Lord. And that is the only way. It's a decision. It's a process. It's often excruciating, but it benefits you and not the offender. And the only way that we can have fellowship with the Father is that we do forgive. Thank you. Otherwise, Satan wins, and we are a prisoner to the abuser. That's right. But when we receive the forgiveness that God has given us, then we're able to forgive others. Because Galatians 2.20 says we are crucified with Christ. And Christ lives in us, mm -hmm. not us trying to do it in our own strength right. because we can't. Right. But we come to the place of saying, I can't do it. I can't. And then God gives you <coughs> the ability to become an overcomer. Yes. And the way we do that, and we find that answer in Revelations 12, Amen. 11. Mm -hmm. I think I got it right. <laughs> we overcome him by the blood of the Lamb. Yes. And that is Calvary, yeah. the blood of the Lamb. Yeah. We overcome him by his death on the cross. Yes. Mm. We overcome him by the word of our testimony. Yes. And that's not the words of our testimony. It's the word, which is the living word yes. of our testimony. Mm -hmm. When we can stand up and we can share, as these ladies have done today, mm. that's their testimony. Mm -hmm. And that makes us to God a trophy of his grace. Yes. He's able yes. to turn what the enemy meant for evil because he wanted to shut us out. Right. But God had already given us the good works that he wanted us to walk in even before the foundation of the world. He said he had a plan and a purpose for us. That's right. Even before we were in our mother's womb. And because of that, we can overcome the enemy by the word of our testimony because we're saying to him, you did not win. You did not destroy me. I'm able to share with other ladies when I was in that dark tunnel and I couldn't talk to anyone and I didn't know how I was going to get all of that darkness removed. Jesus saw me. I was his little lamb. <laughs> <Amen. laughs> I had lost my desire for joy and peace. Mm -hmm. I couldn't even play mm -hmm. because my heart was so full of fear and shame. Mm -hmm. He stole all that away from me, mm -hmm. but God Amen. gave it back. Thank you, Jesus. He gave it back. Yes. 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 And I'm going to come and get you, and I'm going to show you that I do love you. Hallelujah. I didn't know if Jesus loved me. I thought, yes, My I know you love me. Yes, you died on the cross. We go, why, Jesus? Why would you do that? Why would you let that happen? Wow. And Jesus, he uh, took my face. And he lifted it up. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. And he said, I see you, and I love you. And I know 
all about it. Glory to God. I love you. And I knew you loved me. I didn't doubt it anymore. Because he said, you're my little lamb. I will not let you stay out there wandering around. I will come and I will seek you and I will find you and I will heal you. That's my job. I'm the God who healeth you. Amen. And he also said, he cared for me so much. There's a verse and I, and <laughs> I'll have to find my scripture for it, but it's in Psalms where he talks about the fact that we are, do you realize? Every sorrow mm -hmm. yes. that we have, yes. God places it in a bottle. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. He has a bottle full of all our sorrows. Uh, That's you, how Jesus. much he loves us. Yes. He loves us that much. Yes. Nothing is wasted. All those times mm. you cried and said, nobody knows mm. the trouble I see. Oh, you know? yes. I mean, nobody knows but Jesus. Amen. And he does know. Because he's the great high priest. Thank you, Jesus. He died on the cross. On. Yeah. He shed his blood and the temple was split. Yeah. It was split oh, into Jesus. the holy of holies. Yeah. Now we can go into the very presence of God. Yeah. We can go boldly to the yeah. throne of grace. Amen. We can go many times Amen. to receive yeah. grace. Amen. Which is a gift from God. Hallelujah. Mercy, because I'm a sinner. Yeah. And I need to suffer for it. Yeah. But the wages of sin is death. Jesus suffered for me. Mm -hmm. The gift of God is eternal life. Thank you. Thank you, God. When the enemy accuses me, which he does 24 hours a day, mm -hmm. Jesus mm -hmm. is standing there talking to the Father. Mm -hmm. He said, I took care of that, Lord. He took, I took care of that, Father. On Calvary, I took care of that. She has my righteous robe on her. Ah, I don't man. care what he Thank says you, to Jesus. you. That's me. She's covered in me. She's covered in my blood. There's no power in your accusation. Then, we also know he loves us because every prayer we pray, he has golden bowls in heaven. And Revelation says, he has placed our prayers in golden bowls. Every prayer that we pray, he keeps in a golden bowl. And those prayers to Jesus, to God, are like incense. They're sweet incense. When we go boldly to that throne of grace, it's Jesus saying, Come. He says, come boldly. Don't come shamed come on. and distraught. Because I paid for you to come boldly. Yes, I, I, I ripped that curtain in two so you can go into the very presence of God and you can cry out to him every day and say, God, I need you. I can't forgive that person. I don't love that person. I, I, I'm just a needy person, God. Without you, I'm nothing. Jesus. Without you, I'm nothing. Jesus. I need you. And Jesus said, come. And I'll give you what you need. I'll give you grace that you can't buy. Because it's my favor. Hallelujah. It's my gift to you. It's my power. It's my strength for you to do what you need to do in this world. 
and we overcome him by not being afraid to die. Thank you, Lord Jesus. For me to live is Christ, yeah. to mm -hmm. die is gain. Yes. The enemy has no power over me to kill me. So what? I'll be with God. Amen. Don't kill me. So what? I'll be with God. Amen. So what's the difference? Yeah. And that's what our victory is in Jesus. Thank Jesus. And that's how we overcome the enemy day by day. Walking with him. And the forgiveness prayer. Amen. Yes. Here, ladies, and I don't know, you all, I feel, anyway, <laughs> I'm going to just let each one of you take the prayer. Most of that's been covered, and so we can just, we'll just look at it. I'll give you a few minutes, and then let's just pray it together. Yeah. Amen. If you feel, if you want to, if you feel like this is something you agree with, then we'll just pray it in unison. Lord, I don't know how to make forgiveness happen. I don't know how to trust, and I'm afraid to hold my heart open. But today, I'm making a choice to forgive. I know I have to choose again and again until you make forgiveness real and complete in me. Please, God, give you the willingness and strength to persevere and choose you until forgiveness is accomplished in me by your power. I choose to forgive my father for whatever. I choose to forgive my mother for Forgive in me all my simple responses. Father, I let go of all resentments and bitterness stored in my heart. Wash me clean. Forgive me for all condemning judgments I have made. Give me a new and right spirit within me that will enable me to hate sin, but look with your compassion and love upon the sinner. Heal the wounded heart of the child within me. For your love, then, bless those who wounded me. Forgive me, Lord, for protecting my childish pictures in relation to parents unto you and unto others, especially those I love. Bring those pictures to death. Bring my childish ways and expectations to death. Let your light shine into all the hidden places of my heart. Enlighten the eyes of my heart, Lord, 
to see you and love you as you really are. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Did I pray now? Do you want me to post a prayer? Thank you. As we did earlier, we just want to give you a few minutes to meditate on the things that you need to forgive. And also, you need to ask God for forgiveness for yourself. Amen. Because sometimes after walking through abuse, you know, we carry bitterness and mm -hmm. unforgiveness, and we begin to hate people and wish bad things upon them. Mm -hmm. I, that's what I did. Mm -hmm. That's what I did. I used to, you know, hear about certain people being sick, and I would think to myself, that's what they get. Mm -hmm. That's what they deserve. Tell the truth. So on. I have to ask God to forgive yes. me for that, because I'm just a sinner just like they are. My sins are just different, but it's all the same. <laughs> Amen. So um, we're, we're going to play some music overhead and just give you guys a few minutes. To think on the things that that you um, that God brings to your mind to forgive and to even ask forgiveness for. Amen.
God for forgiveness. Yes. Amen. 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 Let's give God a hand for his praise, for his forgiveness. Amen. And for allowing us to forgive those that hurt us, but also God forgiving us of what we've done. Amen. You have your forgiveness prayer that's for you to keep. Um, Bishop Devin has said it earlier that you know this is a process. You have to do it again and again, but you're already forgiven. Amen. Amen. When that when it rise up, you just go back, go back Jesus. to that prayer. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We're going to move to our next prayer topic right now, which which is the prayer uh, for healing, and uh, that's going to be uh, facilitated today by our minister Shay Williams, who led us so beautifully yes. and praised and worshiped yes. this morning. Amen. Hallelujah! We give God glory for that. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Um, I had the privilege of meeting uh, Sister Shay and hearing her testimony back um, when we had our um, the Life Changes BSA ladies group. We had our women's conference back in November, and she came and you know she came to the door and I was like, who is this little tiny lady? But she had this pretty smile. But that little tiny package is packed with power. Amen. Don't let that small statue fool you. Be with the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So I just want to welcome Minister Shay Williams to the pulpit to share her testimony. Amen. 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 Amen.
my mom beat me when she was in her right mind. So growing up, I had a love for my father that I wasn't even sure that he had for me. But at a young age, I understood that he wasn't in his right mind when he attacked me. Growing up, my mom and my father, we would beat with dog chains. If y'all see me cry, I'm delivered, but sometimes, you know, I get teared out yeah. when I think about yeah. how far God yeah. gave, brought on. me and how Come I think on. about yeah. how I survived everything yeah. in my right mind. And there's a lot of people right. who didn't survive what right. I survived. And That's if right. they did survive it, they don't talk about it Come on. because sometimes we are embarrassed and that's wow. when I knew that God had delivered me Jesus. because I had the freedom to talk yes. about what he delivered Hallelujah. me everybody when I start releasing on my Facebook page that I slept with this person and got this STD I had people inboxing me actually had my page been hacked <laughs> I said, no, my page hasn't been hacked. <laughs> this is me, the same person. Let's see what shape you so private. I said, yeah, I used to be. But I told the Lord that if he ever gave me my right mind back, Come on. I said that I would do what he told me to do. Jesus. And so that's what I'm doing. Others don't understand my journey. But my husband knows the many people that I've counseled, the many people that I've reached out to that heard me and want to know how they can make it right. like I have. Amen. Mm -hmm. Jesus. So back to my testimony, I like to stay on track. Um, we were beat with dog chains, um, extension cords, mm -hmm. until we bled sometimes. You know, no, I don't know if y'all got beat like me. But sometimes when you get beat, you whelp up, look mm -hmm. like you have hives. Um, so we had those type of beatings. Um, type of beatings where we have to hold each other down and keep you from moving everywhere because my mama wanted to beat you in that one spot. i never forget she had us sitting on each other Jesus. because she said she was too old to chase us. You know, when you get a whooping, you want to run around and, no, 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 mommy, not me. No, 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 we had to stay in one spot. Jesus. Um, my mom used to fist fight me. And while she would fight me, she would say, you think you are that? And I used to be like, but I'm ugly. Mm. I'm unattractive. Jesus. I didn't think much of myself. Everyone always seen a pretty girl. But when I looked in the mirror, I seen, I used to call myself the ugly duckling. Mm. My mom fist fought me for years. Um, and I guess I probably should have told y'all I grew up in a house my mom did witchcraft. So my mom, out of all 10 of her kids, I was the one that she just really couldn't get along with. Because see, at a young age, I was seeing things. At a young age, it was something about me. And I remember that, you know, being in church, a preacher told my mom, you know, that one right there, she's going to preach and prophesy. She's going around the world. So my mom knew that I wasn't just a regular kid. Come on, Jesus. And so sometimes she tried to beat me because I was different. My God. My dad didn't only just beat us, but he beat my mom real bad. I tell y'all one time, you know, we were all young, and I remember my dad beat my mom so bad her head was as big as a pumpkin. And we all went to the grocery store and everybody kept staring at us. And so my mom took some glasses and tried to 
cover up her face, it didn't work. But at that moment, I felt sorry for my mom, but I still hated her. Because as a child, I couldn't think. My mom got this man beating on her. I don't know what my mom had went through, and maybe she was being the best that she could be to me. But as a child, I hated her. My mom used to put us in bad situations. You know, my dad used to do crazy stuff, and I even found myself doing this to my husband. Because, you know, they say what you're around, that's what you grow up to be. So whenever my dad would try to walk away, my mom, you stupid, blah, 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 always behind him, hitting him in his back. Now I never hit my husband in his back, but when he said, look, I'm mad, you know, instead of giving him his space, I run up behind him, and all I seen was, that's what Dee Dee did. So my mom followed my dad somewhere, and she went to this neighborhood, and while we were in the neighborhood, my mom went to go in and fight and try to get my dad to come back home. And I remember gunshots were being shot in the neighborhood. And I remember screaming and telling my siblings to get down, get down, get down. And at a young age, when I survived that, I knew that God had purpose for me. Yes, I just didn't know what it was. Jesus. Growing up, me and my siblings were abused so much we started abusing each other and i know that might sound a little weird but we started abusing each other we were beat we were slapped we were cussed at so we started burning each other jesus we'll get a fork put it on the stove let it get real hot and we burnt each other we would kick candle wax and pour it on each other and Make each other swallow washing powder. Mm-hmm. We're kids. You know, kids do what they see their mm-hmm. parents do. Yes. Right. Yes. And even growing up, we were abused by neighbors. Mm-hmm. People in the neighborhood, my mom let them beat us, even in the church. Mm-hmm. Church people. i never forget, I went on a church trip. Lady locked me in the closet. Jesus. Overnight. That was the first time I cried out for my mama. I never cried out for her before, but I cried out for my mom. I was slapped by somebody in the church before. I was a kid. And so moving on after that is when I started going through molestation. The first time I was molested, now y'all, I'm real transparent, so don't look at me like I'm crazy. So I started, the first time I was molested, it was by a female. So, as a child, she wasn't hurting me. She told me she loved me. So, to me, it felt good to me. She wasn't beating me. She wasn't slapping me. At that moment, my body liked what she was doing. I was looking for a mother to touch me. And when she said she loves me, oh, this is what love feels like. So for a long time, long, long, long time, I felt like I was called to be a lesbian. Later on in life, I ended up going on a date with some girl, but she refused to go all the way with me because she was like, Shay, it's just something about you. I just, I can't do it. 
Then I was molested by my brothers. Then I was molested by church people. And the whole time they were touching me, I was thinking and wishing that they were that girl. I didn't think that I liked men for years. So that's why when I put my family on Facebook, you know, I tell people all the time, I thank God for my husband. I thank God for my kids. Because the enemy told me that I would never get married. He told me that I would never have kids because two women can't make kids. So I'm grateful for my family. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Growing up, the enemy wanted me to hate church. He wanted me to hate church because when a preacher molested me, oh, I was done. You're supposed to be sitting right next to God. You know, you you his best friend. This is what I'm saying to myself. You were like a father to me. And so, you know, he was real close to me. Whenever I would slip up and have sex or whatever I did, he would always want to know. So one day... You know, I've been on my own since I was 15. I ran away at 15. I never returned. So he came up to my house and started kissing me and rubbing on me. And I was like, you know, I'm not with this. You, you like my uncle to me. And then stuff didn't go too far because I fought him off of me. And I said that I would tell. Well, right after that, a bishop did. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord Jesus. I said, now you really next to the Lord. <laughs> really really next to the Lord and he did it to me I was done I hated church and to really be honest some parts of me I think I want to say I don't want to say I hated God but there was some type of anger towards God because I said God people say that you know you are a deliverer you put people in safe places but you didn't put me in a safe place you allowed my mom to give birth to me I was slapped around. I was beat. I was beat with a sitting cord, dog chain. My head was knocked down. I had busted lips. I heard the saint say that he was a protector, but he didn't protect me. Now, this is the younger Shay talking. They said that he was a provider. He provided them a safe place. He provided them food. He provided them all of that. But the young Shay was saying, well, he didn't provide me with nothing. Some people thank God for their mother. I wish mine was dead. Now, this is the young Shay. And, you know, after I ran away at 15, you know, that's when I got raped twice. Um, being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Nobody deserves to be done that way. But I will just say I knew that I wasn't supposed to be where I was. It wasn't my fault. I was the victim. And so when I was raped twice, I was like, God. The only reason you got me here is just for people to sleep with me. For people to hurt me. For people to attack me. I knew that I had a purpose because he told me I did. But if this is my purpose, Lord, let's go. So after that, I slept with different people. I ran away so I didn't have nowhere to go. So that's when I started getting into drugs and getting into drinking, trying to drink my problems away, vomiting the next morning. And then when I was back in my right mind, I still was depressed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Liquor didn't heal me. Sex didn't heal me. Weed didn't heal me. Nothing healed me. So, I guess I met my husband around 18, 17. In 
anyway, I, this is my lovely husband in the back. <laughs> Minister Marcus Williams. <laughs> uh, we've been married 16 years, come Amen. August the 20th. We got married in 2003. Amen. So I thank God for him. Um, I met my husband. Um, we were at a church, me and um, my family, and we ended up leaving the church because um, the pastor... Um, took advantage of my brother and molested him so now he lived the life of a homosexual and um, I met my husband at that church and after that you know me and my husband started dating and then we eventually got married and while we got when we got married my marriage was under attack because I had too much baggage my husband was forced to unpack some baggage that he had nothing to do with. Mm -hmm. That's why people say, Shay, you talk about your husband a lot. Yes, because any other man that had to deal with all the hate that I had in my heart, they Jesus. would have left me. Jesus. God Jesus. Taylor made him just for me. Yeah. He knew how to love all of the hell out of me. He knew how to love Everything that people had did off of me, he saw past all of that. Now, did we have hard days? Yes, yes, yes. Because when I wanted to be lashing out at my mama, I was lashing out at him. When I wanted to be lashing out at the bishop that touched me, I was lashing out at my husband. Mm -hmm. When I turned 18 years old, I went to the doctor. They said, Shay, you're depressed. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm saved and sanctified. <laughs> By this time, I had already been saved. I'm kind of skipping out to catch up. So I was like, no, uh-uh. Don't put that on my life. Y'all know how the saints do. Don't put that on my life. And he said, baby, I think you're depressed. I was never the depressed person to cry. Hello, somebody. Jesus. I was a functional depressed person. I was still sleeping with my husband. I was still making up my bed. I was still cooking. I was cleaning. I was the best mama. I was the best friend. I was the best all of that. I was a functional depressed person. He said, Shay, you depressed. It's see, I have to find another doctor because you trying to put something on me that ain't designed to be on me. I look too good to be depressed. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? I said, I'm saved, sanctified, got the Holy Ghost. I can speak in tongues at any given moment. That's not what God has for me. Amen. So time went by. I wouldn't accept the fact because I was in church. I went to an apostolic church. We don't believe that. We speak the opposite of what we see. Come on, somebody. Don't let y'all know. We speak the opposite of what we see. If you sick in your body, you what? You speak healing even when the doctor reports you are sick. Yeah. Been there. Right, right. There are times I've been sick. My husband was scared. Oh, I believe the report of the Lord. I don't care what the doctors say. Jesus. So that was the language that I had. I was taught yes. to not deal with my problems, but speak the language. I was taught to dance. I was the best dancer in the church. Sweat all my good weave out. <laughs> Sweat all my clothes out. I came to church dancing, left home dancing, went to my bed dancing, back to church again dancing. Jesus. That's another thing. Through everything I went through, I never lost my praise. Mm -hmm. Never lost my praise. Make a long story short, I ended up accepting the fact I'm depressed. 
I'm suicidal, so I end up getting put on a lot of medicine. And the medicine didn't heal me. It made me tired. It made me sleep. But when I woke up, I still had to deal with everything that I had pushed under the rug. You know, some of the saints, we 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 not taught to deal with things. We taught to act like they don't exist. No, if you were raped, you need to deal with you were raped. If you are suicidal, you need to deal with that you don't want to live anymore. That's right. That's right. But we're taught to dance over foolishness. We're taught to dance over our issues. Right. So that's what I did. I was obedient to the saints. Jesus. So I started taking all this medicine and some of the medicine made me feel like I was high. Well, y'all knew I used to smoke weed. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Y'all knew I used to drink. So, hey, I found something that can kind of get me there. I ain't really, really sinning because I ain't rolled it in a blunt. <laughs> This is what I told myself. Now, y'all know that's wrong, right? Jesus. So, guess what I started doing? Taking more, 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 more. Getting up, leaving praise and worship. Oh, girl, God used you high as a kite. My God. I'm so glad that God didn't expose me. He covered me. Nobody ever knew until I started telling my testimony. I started getting depressed real bad. Wouldn't wake up. I start taking medicine, 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 overdosing on medicine when I had a bad Jesus. day. And then I wake up, God, now why you let me wake up? Mm-hmm. That's on purpose. I don't have all the sex because I thought that's why I was supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. I'm tired. You know, there were times I didn't even want to be with my husband like that because I was so depressed and feeling like that was the only thing I had to offer. That's all God wanted me to do. Mm-hmm. Jesus. So after, you know, not being able to get out of bed, my husband, there were times he brushed my teeth. There were times, you know, he washed my body. I would go to church, give God all the praise, but come back home in the dark. Jesus. I didn't want to be bothered with nobody. My God. And so that went on for a very, 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 very long time. And I'm catching y'all up. I'm speeding along. And so I remember being in a service. And the preacher preached. He said, God said, somebody is battling with depression. He said, if you come to the altar and say, I want to be free, God's going to do it. So I sat in my seat. I was like, God, you ain't going to make me look crazy this time. You know how many times I sat in church and said, I'm free, I'm delivered. God did it. I did my good to step. He did it. I swatted all my clothes and my makeup, my lashes up here, the other one over there. I said, God, if I open up my mouth and say you you, you did it, I don't want to go home and then still have to cut all the lights out because I really didn't get healed. I didn't want to put myself in a position to feel like God had let me down again. My God, come on. I tell people that Freedom is a mindset. You have to see yourself better than what you are. So I sat in the seat and I said, you know what? You got this, Shay. 
And then out of nowhere, I started seeing myself running to the altar. I started seeing the shackles falling off. I started to see myself better. I started to see myself free. Thank you, God. For the first time ever in my life. Because some of us get so comfortable in being depressed, being suicidal, being rejected. Some of us wear that as a badge of honor. Some of us get so used to getting the attention because of that. We don't really try our hardest to get healed for real. Jesus, talk about it. Some of us like the attention. That's the only time people recognize you is when they want to talk about what you once was. Come on. I know people that God has already healed you, but you still want to act like you sick because you want attention. Talk you need to go it. see a therapist. Yeah. <laughs> you need to go see a therapist. There was sometimes I wanted to be free, but I didn't try my hardest. Come on, Come on now. I didn't try my hardest to get free. Jesus. That's all I knew. That's all I knew. All I knew was taking medicine. I, I didn't know what life was without being on medicine. On. I didn't know what life was without waking up on my own. I used to take medicine to go to sleep, medicine to go to bed. Look. So to imagine myself Jesus. medicine free. My healed, God, my delivered, loved, no esteem, no rejection. It scared the crap out of me. Jesus. But I put down fear that Sunday I was in service. Amen. And when I left service, I was never the same. My God. Thank you, God. I was never the same. But you know what the difference was? I saw myself first. Yes. Amen. I was willing to put in the work. Because I tell people all the time, God can heal you right now today. But baby, it's a process. Yes, you know how many times the enemy has came to me and said, you depressed? Uh-uh. God already did that. Yes. I have to talk to myself. Freedom is a process. Yes, it is. So I thank God that he healed. He delivered me. My husband, he, he don't really like when I talk about him. <laughs> but I'm going to do it anyway because I got the mic. <laughs> God, well, I'm going to say this part first. A therapist was a part of my journey. Mm-hmm. You know, the saints today, we don't believe in that. Mm-hmm. God healed me. That's right. He set me free. Yes. He delivered me. Yes. But I went to see a therapist because I need to know why when my husband get on me, I start panicking. That's right. mm-hmm. I need to know when I get mad, why do I do this instead of doing that? Mm-hmm. You know, so a part of my healing process, I saw a therapist. Amen. And I'm going to say this and then I'm done. My husband, I don't think I would have made it without him. Amen. I was very secretive. Because people thought I had it together, so I dare not tell people what I was battling with. I remember there were certain days, you know, my husband, he sings, plays, preaches, he does it all. I remember some days laying in the bed, he would hold me singing, You are my stretch, like you know. He used to sing to me. He pushed me. He prayed for me. Hallelujah. And I thank God that he sent somebody that was tailor-made for me. And if I had to give anybody any advice, I hear a lot of women say, well, it's cold outside. I feel like I need a boo. 
Well, if you get healed and delivered, God will send you a boom for all seasons. All seasons. Well, if you get healed and delivered, yes. Yes. get rid of all that baggage. Because me having baggage almost destroyed my marriage. My God. You know how many times we was in the divorce court? How many times I got to come back and say sorry? That's why I had to go see a therapist. Because I didn't want him to leave me. I was a mess. Jesus. A mess. And just like my crazy mama. My God. Just crazy. Get mad for no reason. Sugar on the counter. I got OCD. I go from one to a thousand. I need help. I have to go get help because I'm like, say something's not right right here. <laughs> you gotta get healed because everything when you're not healed, everything makes you mad. Yes, come on, come on. And I just want to say, if I had to do all, do it all over again, I would go through everything that the Lord has put me through mm. because I've saved so, I've helped so many people yes. come Amen. out of what they. I counseled my first therapist a couple months ago. Wow. She reached out to me and I was like, but you a therapist? <laughs> <laughs> so I talked to one of my therapist friends. I was like, girl, what am I supposed to tell her? I'm, I'm a little intimidated, kind of sleek, scared. She said, Shay, just give us spiritual advice. Amen. Talked for a whole two hours. I talked to Jesus. people all the time. Um, I thank God for no longer having me. I used to be embarrassed of my story. Mm -hmm. And I thank God that I'm no longer embarrassed of what he brought me through. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. So we're going to take a couple minutes to listen to some music. Thank you, Lord. Can y'all stand up? Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah, Jesus. God, we come before you, God, just to tell you thank you, God. God, we come before you, God, just to tell you that you're excellent, God, and there's nobody like you, God. God, we come before you, God, asking that you will heal us, God. God, we ask that you will heal us spiritually, oh God, mentally, oh God. God, we ask that you will heal us, God, right now in the name of Jesus, God. God, we ask that you will touch, God, right now in the name of Jesus, oh God. God, the things that we don't talk about, oh God, we ask that you will heal in those areas, God, right now in the name of Jesus, oh God. God, we thank you. We thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. God, we thank you for everything that we've been through, oh God. God, we thank you because we knew that it was, we know now that it was all necessary, oh God. God, it was all a part of the journey, oh God. And God, we want to tell you thank you, oh God. God, we command, command our bodies, oh God, to line up with the word of God. Your word declares that we are healed, oh God, in our bodies, oh God, in our minds, oh God, in our spirit, oh God, right now in the name of Jesus, oh God. And God, we know that you have healed us today, oh God. God, healing has take forth, oh God. And God, when your people live the building today, oh God, God, I ask that you would continue to give them strength, oh God, to fight the enemy, oh God. God, to fight him, because sometimes the enemy will tell you that God didn't do his job. So God, we ask you for the strength, God, to keep moving, God, in the name of Jesus, God. God, we thank you and we give you glory. 
glory, God. And God, before we leave this building, oh God, not whatever burdens that they have, oh God. God, whatever needs to be fixed in their lives, oh God. God, we ask that you would do it right now, oh God. God, don't let us leave the same way we came, oh God. And God, we ask that you would touch the visionary of this conference, oh God. God, we ask that you would touch her from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet, oh God. God, we ask that you would do everything that she needs to be done, oh God, in the name of Jesus, oh God. God, touch her like never before, oh God. God, I declare and decree miracle signs and wonders over her life right now. God, I declare and decree miracle signs and wonders over her life. God, I come against fear, oh God. And God, I ask that you will put our hands to work, oh God. Right, right. 
story. Wow. Just sitting there, I decided I need to share that. Wow. Because Bridget and I met, and Bridget was a different Bridget when, when we met. Bridget was struggling with stuff. She didn't even know. I don't even think to voice it. I knew Bridget before homosexuality. I knew her during, and I see her after. She is a different woman. God is praying for this woman. Amazing. Jesus. Oh, he's so amazing. good. Hallelujah. My God. Ooh, thank you, Lord. My God. Jesus. What's up? I asked God. Why? Oh, my God. I what I said, but I said something like, what is it with Bridget? Like, she's going through this stuff over and over. And something would happen. It was always a crisis. I said, what is going on? Why is it this way? And he said, I love Bridget. She said it like a firm, strong. Defense of Bridget. My God. I love Bridget. Hallelujah. Mm. Oh, he's so good. Ah, yeah. God, thank you, Lord. Mm. Mighty God. Thank you, Jesus. I keep thinking about a scripture. The last will be first. Yes. And I think about when you are abused and broken. Oh, my God. You feel like the last, Ooh, the Jesus. overlooked. Ooh, who would want oh, you? What, you? what can you do? You? And God takes those people and he makes them first. They're the ones. They're the ones who changes to change the world. Thank you, God. Also, healing happens in community. Oh my God. It happens in relationship. You don't get healed in isolation. Let's go isolate with God in relationship with Him. But our most powerful healing is in relationship. It's in love. It's in that love. I'm sorry, I'm, sh I'm shaking. I can't. Uh, I'm just shaking right now. But Jesus, we. I, I was lit. This today. I, I'm changing so much because I had written out stuff. My sister said you need to share something different. I was like, Lord, I don't know what to do now. But I was sitting here and I was thinking about. I love books. My mother is my mother right here. She gave us a love of books. I read this book about a group of women in Liberia, Africa. They were in a civil war. Uh -huh. The civil war went on and on. They tore up the whole country, all the beautiful buildings, all the things they'd accomplished to the ground, raping people, just uh -huh. killing babies, uh -huh. putting children into war as child soldiers. The women came together. Yes. They fasted. Yes. They prayed. Yes. They told their stories yes. to yes. one another. Yes. Some of them refused to have sex with their husbands Jesus. until they stopped fighting the war. Come on. Do you know what happened in that country? <laughs> the war right. stopped. Yes, yes, we are being raised up as a motivation of women. Jesus! Change a generation. Yes, Lord. World for Christ. Amen. That's what a person who was last to become first Amen. does. Yes. Amen. So, okay, Lord, help me stop ah, taking. <laughs> Jesus. I also want to say that one can put a thousand to flight, but two Come can on. put ten thousand. Right. Amen. It multiplies. That's right. Amen. But I'm supposed to talk about the process of healing. <laughs> so I was thinking about this. I, I do feel like I do need to share this. God gave me that image of a house. And maybe, Mama, you told me this, that a house sometimes can symbolize our soul. Mm -hmm. Some of you probably have had dreams of, of houses. Well, if you think about the rooms in your own literal house, what do you have to do after you've cleaned it? You don't clean it again for 10 years, right? 
You keep cleaning it? Some people do, right? <laughs> if you want a home, you can invite people to, you keep cleaning it. <laughs> that is the same thing with our healing. Our healing is an event. We have had an event of healing today. We need these. We need reception from the Lord. But we still have to maintain our house of healing. And so how do we do that? How do we walk this out? So one of the things that we have to think about is God has made us in such a beautiful way and he came to save us to the uttermost, mind, body, soul, and spirit. So our healing must take place on those levels. Yes. So in the spirit, we would have an event of healing. I saw a woman um, who was in a wheelchair stand up and walk once, a mere a physical healing she had. She was not even in the church. She was in the bathroom. That's why I know it was real. Come on. She opened the door. Her pants were still down. And her wheelchair was beside the toilet. Wow. And she said, I can stand My up. My God. <laughs> I saw that. Uh-huh. Man. Do it, but Jesus. But some of us want healing like that. But we won't get up to go walk for Come 30 on. minutes. Come on. We won't Come put on. the fork down uh-huh. at the table. That's right. Yes. I'm talking to myself, not y'all, just myself. So there's a practicality even in the physical. Yes. You guys we have said so many things. Uh, Ms. Shay, you were talking about seeing a therapist, That's right. medication, something that we have to do. I'll tell a little bit of my story with depression. But you have to walk that out on a day by day, physically, yes, yes. spiritually. Yes, you you can go to church, and that is a you need to go to church. But every day you have to meet the Lord. That's right. You read His Word. You meditate. You talk to Him, and you listen to Him speak to you, and you worship Him. And that is the maintenance emotionally. Being honest, you guys, so many of y'all have already spoken about that. Being honest to the Lord about your deep feelings. Not covering it up because you don't want to feel vulnerable. He wants us to be naked and unashamed Uh with him. When we read scriptures, especially the wisdom books, which are uh, Psalms and Proverbs and Ecclesiastes and Song of Solomon, people were saying real stuff. They're saying things like, what's the purpose of life? They're saying things like, I wish I was dead. Right. You know, I wish, you know, my enemies would die, their children would die. They're saying real things, and then they let the Lord change their thought process. Yes. So when you come to God, you have to be real. Like Mama was saying, I don't want to forgive that person. They deserve what they get. And then you say, Lord, help me. Right. Help me to see that differently. Change my heart. But you have to have that authenticity, that realness with that. And then when you're with your thoughts, the same thing, sharing what is really deep down inside of you with a counselor, a friend, and with God, and then asking him to renew your mind with his word, which is so, so important. Thank you, God. So I want to just share very briefly, many of us have struggled with depression, and depression was something that I believe ran in our family. Uh, My mom can attest to some of that, and I struggled with that uh, during much of my life. I would, it would, it would come in different forms. Uh, as a single woman, I've never been married. I don't have children. So I was depressed about that. Um, I went through menopause 10 years earlier than average. Um, I was very depressed about that. The last breakup I went through, I felt suicidal because of that. I felt like this is my last chance. And um, I would wake up many times during the, the deep, dark times of depression, and I felt broken beyond repair. That Jesus. is what depression will tell you. I'm broken beyond repair. I don't know how to get through this. And so on all those levels, I had to work towards my healing. I had to talk to people. I went to counseling myself, even as a counselor. 
I had to get on medication for different parts of my life. I had to do supplements. I had to deal with my hormonal levels. And I had to hear from God about why I'm single and what God wanted to do with that. That it wasn't that I was rejected and left alone. But he had purpose even in that. I had to uh, be honest about my emotions and be real and let God speak to me and, and talk to me about it. And I had to share my testimony. I've shared it at church about it and different aspects of it to um, to let God heal me and work through that. And he had, one of the things that people say to me all the time now is you are one of the most joyful people I know. <laughs> and I'm like, you have no idea. <laughs> that is a prophetic word, but it's, it's an ongoing process. But God has truly been healing me and continues to heal me in that. Jesus. And so I thank him for that. And that is the same way with our healing. We go deeper and deeper and deeper in healing. It's not a one-time thing. I came up to receive prayer. Even if I was speaking, some of the speakers have received prayer because we're all on this journey. So we've had this event of healing. We're in the process of healing. And perfect healing takes place when we see God in heaven. In that ultimate day when everything will be made right. So thank you so much. And I just praise God for this bridge. I praise God for this day. And I bless everyone who's, who's been here. Amen. Thank you. Wonderful, wonderful. I love my friend. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Have y'all been blessed today? Yeah. Hallelujah. Give God glory. Hallelujah. Give God glory. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord God. Let's just lift our hands and just praise God for what he's done for us today. Hallelujah, oh Lord. God, we thank you for hearing our prayer today. Father, for each lady that's here right now, Lord, they came seeking you, God. We don't know what their cries were. We don't know what their requests were, but you do, God. You knew them, God. And thank you for answering them, oh Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you that they are not leaving the same way that they came, God. Thank you, Lord God, for being faithful, oh Lord God, in that thing, oh Lord. Father, I thank you that I am even changed today, God, in the name of Jesus. We praise you, oh Lord God. We praise you, God, and we say thank you. Oh, holy God, oh, loving Father. We know that you love us, oh, God, because you answered us, God. And, Lord, even if you didn't answer us, we know that you will, and your divine timing, oh, God. So we will wait patiently in that even, God. Thank you, oh, Lord God. Thank you for keeping us, God. Every last one of us, God, even the men, Father God, who were hurt and damaged. Thank you that you kept us from the time that it happened to this day, oh God. Thank you that you kept us in our right minds, oh God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, that when we were bitter and angry, God, that we have no more bitterness or anger. Thank you, God, that when we said, why did you let this happen, that you showed us it wasn't because I wanted to hurt you. It's because I love you and I have called you to a great work. We thank you, oh Lord God, for everything that you have done and everything that you are doing and everything that you will do in our lives, oh God. And not just in our lives, but in the lives of our children, God. In the lives of our loved ones, oh God. In the lives, oh Lord God, of those that we're going to touch, Father God. Because you healed us and made us whole, God. So we thank you.
God, and we say hallelujah unto thee, Father. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, let's bless him. Let's bless him. Let's give him a hand. Hallelujah. Thank you, O Lord God. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord God. I want to hear from my spiritual mother. Amen. I want to hear from my spiritual mother and see if she has any words that she want to say and share with Amen. the people. Amen. I'm going to tell you, I want to testify how there have been many times. Come on back here. I've never said this publicly. Jesus.
I'm wise enough to know that every member is not a son and daughter. I'm wise enough to know that. And I'm blessed and humbled enough to know and discern those that are. That there's a greater level and accountability that God's placed on our lives as leaders. And more importantly, you know, sometimes, you know, I have not um, experienced molestation or sexual abuse and things of that nature. But what I will say is, the enemy is the enemy. And he comes to try you any way he can. And so as a laborer of the gospel and a laborer and a leader, you know, sometimes you feel, he'll make you feel your position, your physical, geographical location is a limitation to what he's doing. He'll make you feel like you're not really being effective or impactful in the kingdom. If you look at numbers, you look at geographical location, but it's times and moments like this Come on. that I, I mean, God's just put, put in my spirit since the end of last year, this year. God is with us. Yes. He's for us. Yes. Come on, He's just yes. I'm with you and yes. I'm for you. Thank you God. And I mean, you're just a testament today, Jesus, of the power of what God can do. My God. And in this day of so much wicked and perverse perversion that's going on and being paraded. You and others, every one of you here today, Jesus. are needed yes. in the kingdom for such a time as this. We need your testimonies because what you've walked through, I've not walked through. Jesus. But people not only need your testimony, they need to see a living, breathing, tangible example of true deliverance. Yes, Lord. Amen. I'm not talking about you said it, but there's still a lot of residue that make me wonder. I'm talking about true yes. deliverance. Yes. Well, you don't even look the same. Yeah. That the stench and residue is not even resonating on Come on, you. Jesus. People, the world needs to see that. That's right. That's because right. you're the example that Jesus is truly real. Glory to God. So I thank you. I thank you. I thank each and every one for your bravery, your courage Amen. to come, Amen. to stand, to share in your own right. Thank you that each one of you were Jesus. authentic. You weren't trying to be like anybody. Thank Listen, it's Lord. difficult to come and bear your all, but especially in front of people. Yes. So thank you, my love, for coming 10 hours away. God bless Amen. you. Amen. Blessings to My you God. for driving, Amen. for battling even health challenges, Jesus. to stand and declare your testimony. I appreciate you wonderful. so much, Amen. and I thank God for you. Yes. Sis here, God bless you. Jesus. God bless you. I've been wanting to meet you. Thank God. Amen. I'm so glad that we have. And Mama, you brought me to tears. Yes. Out of your genuine, pure heart. Thank you, God. See where time you get it from. Amen. It's a delight to hear you. Yes. Because we need mothers like that in the kingdom. Yes. And to my baby over here, Shay. Half ain't been told. That's one of the half has not been told. Half has not been told. Jesus. And I celebrate everything that God's doing in your life. Yes, Jesus. Everything He's doing. Who would have knew Jesus. out of all that we've gone through at Global that the beauty for those ashes come on. would come for the least to us? Jesus. Jesus.
They counted us out. God counted us in. Yes, we do. And I thank God for you. Yes. Keep on, woman of God. Amen. Yes. And I cannot celebrate you without praising the Father of an awesome manservant in the person of your husband. Hallelujah. Amen. Because let me tell you, she got a story, but you don't think he had one. Tell us to walk through that with her. My God. That men need to hear. Come on. Men need to ah. hear that man of God. Men need to hear what a real husband yes. looks like. Amen. What you have to go through because so many times it's the reverse. Yes. Come on, it's the woman yes. that's travailing and yes. having to speak to yes. him and pray over them. But to hear a man of God. Come on. Jesus. Stand by your wife. Yes. Bathe her. Speak into her. Oh, Sing over her like our heavenly father. To God be the glory. God. That our young men that are coming can look to see what a real husband looks like. God Almighty. So I have to praise God for you. Yes. Because she she wouldn't be right here. My Lord. He wasn't there to hold her down. Jesus. And to love her through this. So God Jesus. gave her you for real. Hallelujah. And I thank God for My you God. so much. And I praise God for Tommy. She's just like, you know, an honorary daughter. You know? <laughs> she, you know, Bridget got something. She always here celebrating. <laughs> yeah. But it's something to be said about a true friend mm -hmm. that will celebrate you. Yeah. And all sincerity. No, you know, hidden agenda. No jealousy. No envy. But truly takes the light. And to see you grow and blossom. That's an honor and a privilege. And a friend like that is hard to come by. Precious. Um, you know, you could count them on one hand. Yes. So I pray that you guys continue. Your friendship continue to thrive and blossom and flourish. And I can't say anything about this woman of God who have, you know, come into our lives, you know, by the way of my husband. You know, I know she's Bishop Jackson, but she's my apostle. Amen. Come on, somebody. You want to find someone that's a big cheerleader for everybody? Yeah. This woman of God. Jesus. Amen. Anointed, powerful, Thank you. learned. I mean, anything you want to say, you can say the credentials. She stands by them and she has them. But you know what's the biggest thing I can say? She's a lover of men. Oh, yeah. Jesus. She's a lover of God. Jesus. And I appreciate you from the day you met me. Didn't really know me, but just knew my husband. I never forget when you came and you threw that prayer shawl around me. Jesus. Jesus. And you spoke in a lot of broken places. Jesus. Jesus. But I've been overlooked so many years. Jesus. Been overlooked so many years. Jesus. That I wonder, God, I know that there's an anointing on my life, but nobody knows. Jesus. How can I labor in prayer and know Jesus. So you brought life Jesus. to the point I was being resuscitated. And I was about to be thinking that when you came, you saw Jesus. and you spoke to those dry bones. And I appreciate you now forever. Love you for that. That you show no bias, no partiality. I thank you for Jesus. that. Because I'm going to tell you all this hour, it's not about who's who. Amen. It's not about right. big names. Right. It's not about big churches. Jesus. It's about people that authentically oh, love God. Oh, 
so that I never see my name in lights. Amen. 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 Amen.
Amen. And I know you need to hear that. Yes. But I want you to forgive yourself. Yes. I want you free. Yes. What happened was not your fault. Jesus. You trusted them to watch over me. Wow. Because you had to go out and take care of us. Mm. It's not your fault. Jesus. And I know over the years it's been rough. But God has given me a love for you. Mm -hmm. I am in love with you. Jesus. And I, I'm thankful that he gave you as my mama. I don't want a different mama. I want you. Uh. All four feet, 11 inches of you. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Everything about you. Because you accept me for who I am. Yes. When I was in my sin, she called me one night mm. and she said, don't you let nobody make you feel like you are less than anything else because you're living as a homosexual. Mm. I, I know you know the word of God and not trust God is going to bring you out. Mm. But don't you think about killing yourself. Ah. Don't you think that you're less than. Mm. God used my mother to speak that into me. Amen. And if she oh, never speaks to me again in my life, that was enough. Mm. So I honor you today publicly, mama. Yes. I honor you today. Yes. I honor you today, mama. For yes. doing everything you knew how. After being faced with your own abuse. And your own misuse. Your own hurt. You did the very best you could. God knew what he was doing. When he called you forth to birth me. Jesus. And I honor you today. Mighty God. God has blessed us over these last four or five years. We've seen him do wonderful things. But that's not the half of what God is going to do. I told you the other day what God was going to do. And before you leave here, you're going to see it. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. I Hallelujah. Love you. I today, Jesus. Hallelujah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Come on, let's give God a praise. Jesus. Has an awesome experience yes, with God. Lord. Yes, Lord. Just Amazing. Just the person next to you and say, I love you. I love you. I don't know if they needed it, but you're going to give it to them anyway. I love you. 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 Hallelujah. Hugging is contagious. Amen. It is. You just make you feel better. Amen. 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 Tell somebody, give me another one. Give me another one. I just feel like hugging on somebody, loving on somebody. Amen. Praise the Lord. We are so grateful and we're so excited about what God is doing in this young lady's life. I'm not going to tell her age. We did already. Amen. Amen. See too much. Thank God for our bishop designation. Yes. Thank God. my sister. Amen. We thank God. Um, she's just a loving person. She sure is. I thought I knew how to love people. And she's teaching me even more to love more. Mm. 
I think sometimes even in your gifting, you can get comfortable with your ability, but start to send somebody to tell you it's time for you to take that gift to another level. And so God is teaching me how to love even more. And so we thank God for, of course, we thank God for my beautiful wife. People don't understand what it takes to do ministry come and marriage. Come on, come on. Told my wife, divorce is not an option. <laughs> I don't care. Come you on, can't God. stand me. <laughs> I will stay in the basement. <laughs> but I won't be in this house. I have no help in here. <laughs> you can't put me out of my house. I don't have no help. <laughs> Because God gave you to me. That's right. Yes, he did. And yes, you know I'm a man living in what God gave me. I don't have no help. Come on. Because one thing I know, I'm old enough to know, feelings change. Because give it a little while and I'm coming out the basement. Amen. And I'm going to be in my right place. Look at somebody just giving a little while, giving a little while. Coming out, I'm coming out, I'm coming out. I'm coming up and out. Amen. I know that's right. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. What? What I realize is that we've been in this thing too long to give up now. That's right, that's right. Don't abort your blessing. That's right. And so I say to all of you prophetically, as I was sitting in the back, uh, my wife said, well, why don't you come up front? I said, no, I want to be in the back. I just don't want to be the focus today. I want people to see. And, um, I know a lot of leaders, they like to sit in the front so you know who they are. Jesus. But I'm the pastor, whether I'm outside or in the home. So the Lord was dealing with me. And I just want to give you this word. We're going to go home. But I thought about the scripture, Acts, first chapter, eighth verse, when he tells them, he says, you're going to be my disciples. I want you to go to Samaria and yeah. to Judea and all the uttermost parts of the earth. You are, you are, the Lord gave me a picture. He says, tell them it's just like when you see them playing basketball or football in the stadiums or the arenas. But there's always a prep talk or a strategy yes. in the locker room before you see what happens happen. Come on, Jesus. And that's what the Lord told me. He said, y'all are like in the locker room right now. Mm -hmm. And for those that have been molested and raped and mishandled emotionally, physically, mentally, you are the ones that you will get your game plan together here and go to your individual cities and states and now minister to those that are lost. This yes. is your charging station. Yes. And every year we're going to meet back here Amen. and get rejuvenated Amen. and empowered. Amen. And God is going to remind us of our assignment. And so I want you all to be encouraged because God is getting ready to do something great in every one of your lives. Amen. How many of you received that today? Amen. Amen. Jesus. Amen. Look at somebody and say, my time is not over. My 
my time is not over. If, if you feel like me, I oh, just listen. Jamal Bryan said something that was very prophetic. And he said, this is the year of the late bloomers. Well, this is the year of the late bloomers. And Bishop Desmond Reed came in here on New Year's Eve and said, this is the year of the comeback. Hallelujah. I'm getting ready to make my best comeback well, in 2019. Anybody believe that? I'm getting ready to make a comeback. You ain't even tapped somebody and said, you ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't you ain't even, can you imagine they haven't even seen your best you yet? Oh, my God. Somebody ought to give them a holler right there. Jesus. You haven't even seen my best me. And so we thank God for what God is Come doing. Come on, Jesus. And every one of you, thank you all for coming Amen. and supporting. Thank you. Yeah. Amen. Thank you if you came 10 minutes or 10 hours. Amen. Jesus. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for the love you've shown our spiritual daughter. Yes, Jesus. You haven't begun to see what God is going to do in your life. And as your spiritual father, I, I speak a blessing over your Jesus. personal ministry. Jesus, Jesus. That many doors Jesus. will be open. Thank you, God. favor Thank will you, follow Jesus. you. Thank you, God. Finances will come Jesus. to you. Undergird your ministry. God. And it would not be a financial struggle to do this. Amen. In Jesus' name. Jesus name. Yes. Hallelujah. Jesus name. Glory God. Tabi. I know you're going to say this man is crazy. <laughs> but I saw you on a nationally syndicated radio show. God is going to open some doors. You you have a voice that needs to be heard. And I see you doing something very, very, very big. Be ready for opportunity. Because there's some doors that's going to open for you on the radio. I see you interviewing great people. There's some things that's going to happen for you that's either going to bless you financially. So God is adding to you this year. Hallelujah. I said this year God Jesus. is adding to you. Jesus. Adding to you. Jesus. Point your hands towards her now. And in the Jesus. name of Jesus. I thank you now for increase. Yes, thank you, Jesus. There will be no needs not met. I even hear the Lord saying there will be no desires not met. God says, I'm going to give you some extra stuff this year. Jesus. Even your vehicle will change. <laughs> I tell you right now, begin to look because you're getting ready to get a new vehicle. I'm not just saying it to be churchy, but I'm telling you, God is shifting some stuff for you, even in your vehicle. And the Holy Ghost says to tell you, it's your want, not necessity. And Father, we thank you right now. In Jesus' name. God's getting ready to bless you, young lady. You're getting ready to get some seeds. We're moving, but I'm telling you, God is saying, you're getting ready to reap this year what you've been sowing into other people. And so you're getting, for the last 10 oh years God. that you have been sowing into other people, Jesus. you're going to recoup this year. Hallelujah. You're going to recoup Thank you, God. this year. This year Jesus. it's about you. Thank you Lord. And the Thank Lord says you, Lord. to tell her, Thank I think Jesus. wonderful things of her. Thank you, Lord. 
But this is going to be the year of the light for you. And we're moving. Let's go. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Hallelujah. 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 The body of Christ, y'all better get ready for the good stuff. He's coming, but before he comes, he's going to bless us. Hallelujah. Anybody thank God for that? Hallelujah. Father, we thank you now for this experience of you. We thank you for the revelation that have come forth. We thank you for the openness. We thank you for the spirit of forgiveness that saturates this place. We thank you for the openness and the transparentness that has come forth in this place. We thank you for the words that have come to bring life and to rejuvenate us, God. Now we ask that you cover us with your blood as we leave this place, but never from your presence. We will give you the glory and the honor that's due your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Come on, let's give God a praise. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.